Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who, Messi, this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of, our, of Booking the Territory. Can't get it out. The Unprofessional Jeez. Wrestling Podcast. Where today we're talking NWA Saturday night from September the 3rd, 1988. We are exhausted. We just cut last week's NWA show, which was over an hour and a half, a second ago. And now we're cutting this week's show, but it's not going to air until January 2nd. So, Happy New Year to all of you. If you come at me with that New Year, New Me nonsense, I'm just going to no-sell it. So... There's that. Don't forget, while it's the new year and Christmas has passed us, use those Amazon gift cards and go to tinyurl.com slash bttamazon and support this show. That's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. Support this show. Also, one other thing, shout out to Disrespect for the Classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry. Appreciate it. Your patronage. You're basically the sponsors of this show. Thank you very much. Doc, how are you? We just finished talking, but no one knows that because we're pre-recording a bunch of stuff. What's going on, man? I'm getting starting to get sad, dude. Uh-oh. What's up? Well, we, we're cutting this before we take our big vacations at the end of the year. But by the time this comes out, we're going to be on the downhill side of that and about to go back to work. Yeah, that's pretty sad. I'm with you on that. And, that, and those last couple of days before you go back. Man, you start thinking about what strong, what strong beam you could throw this noose over that would hold your weight in a way that you know. You I ain't gonna a... do the Bonnard thing. Yeah, that's right. That's what you're thinking and about. You start thinking about what is the what is the most painless way I can get out of here. I ain't going back this year, man. I don't care. <laughs> I, I going I back where to work. Yeah, they can't make me go. He's <laughs> so full of shit. I ain't going, man. And get this. Think how bad it must really be, Harper, because I'm a booker. Yeah. That sucks. Mike, help him. No, Mike's got, got, Mike's, got, Mike's got it worse than me. He's not a booker. Uh, Actually, I don't have it worse than you, I don't think. but I don't know. You're You're pretty low on the card. You're so low on the card that we forget you're on the card from time to time. That's, he's that's the true. <laughs> he's the Ranger Ross of your fucking card. You know what it is? What uh, I do, what I do, the reason I go unnoticed is because you wouldn't notice me unless something is really messed up. He's the he's the Vladimir Petrov. Is he still here? Is he still <laughs> here? God, really? Am I lying though? No. It, so you fix things? 
I do no, he just no. doesn't talk he doesn't talk to anybody. He's an antisocial prick. That ought to be <laughs> speaking of that, that's that ought to be your New Year's resolution is to be nicer to people at the workplace. You can blow me. That's not a good you're not off to a good start. Yeah. Uh, okay. Harper, what are you gonna do better or differently or more of this year? Probably nothing. Oh, okay. Well, we're we're not off to a hot start there on our um, self improvement ideas. I'm all right. Okay. Well, this will be that we are starting 2020. This will be the year um, that we end Smoky Mountain. Praise Jesus. <laughs> People might not want to hear the truth, but that's the <laughs> truth, man. So hey. You try, you try recording at 7 a.m. on your day off for three and a half straight years. Fuck that. I'm done. <laughs> That's nice. This is, the worst I, this is the worst idea I ever had. I'm glad you finally admitted to it. What do you got, Hopper? What you about to say? I mean, we still got to do the fucking Soprano podcast. No, we don't. <laughs> that yeah, was Doc's do. idea. I'm loving it. Now he wants to bail on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm starting to work us out of the podcasting business. We need to come up with a new hustle. Hey, but Hopper, for real, like, that's one of those ones where since we're not doing two shows a week and, like, we'll actually have time to bullshit, that's one of those things where we have time to do those as we have time. Because there are a few Sopranos episodes where they are certainly patron-worthy, where it's like, look, if it takes two weeks for you to get through it, three weeks, watch it, we'll come together as soon as whenever we're done. Shit, I don't don't even have to watch them again. Well, and that's the thing. I have to watch them to refer to good I mean, cause I watch them on fucking YouTube all the time. If I'm bored, I'll type in, uh, uh, Tony kicks in Coco's teeth. Cause he called meadow a fucking whatever. Yeah, and I just watched that awesome. scene. That's like got, my favorite fucking part. You got a little cream on your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> mayonnaise, uh, mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs> so, Let me tell you something. So wait, fuck breaks homemade sandwiches. I don't know, but what was what? What year did we start this podcast? Uh, what five years ago? Six well, years almost, ago? We're 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 approaching five years now. So this is our sixth year of operation, sixth calendar year starting up right here. Well, we started in 2015, so so we were in 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. This is our sixth calendar year. God, you 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 got bad math, but okay. <laughs> I'm just saying we're out here dominating shit. All right, I'm with you, man. Soprano, you know That's what my good shit. well, you know what my resolution is going to be. Suck more I'm, titties. Well, that I'm also mm-hmm. going to be filthier on this show, more more depraved. I'm going to start drinking again on the air. I haven't been doing that lately. I've been sick a lot, probably because I haven't been drinking enough, and. uh I think we're going to get this shit turned up to 11, get lit AF, and make 2020 uh, the strongest year of the show yet. Because what you got to realize is what you're losing in, in Smoky Mountain, man, when we get to be creative and start coming up with new concepts and digital platforms and business <laughs> ideas, you better watch out. All right, Doc. <laughs> you, better, you better protect your leather Cheerio because we're coming to get it. Oh, you little fucking... Uh... Your little bunny nose. Come on. That's what someone told me. A friend of mine, Andrew's like, yeah, the, the little bunny nose. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at it. 
it looks like a little rabbit nose. And I was like, damn, he's right. It, it kind of does. I don't get it. A fucking asshole. <laughs> Fuck. I called it a leather Cheerio, and he called it a bunny nose. Yeah. I can't with y'all, man. <laughs> or you could also, you could even. also. You could also use it in the sense of tongue punching. You could call it a fart box. Or, 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 and then you gotta do the old circle, circle, dot, dot. Bruh. <laughs> Make y'all laugh real quick. The very first time I posted the One Man Gang interview on YouTube, uh, it had the intro with us. And I, this was like part one, gang, because I broke it up into three parts because it was so damn long. And then I posted the whole thing later on. But the first time I only part, posted part one. And that was the first time I heard Doc. I heard you tell Hopper that he wanted to tongue punch his bra's fart box. <laughs> Somebody on the YouTube channel said, this is ridiculous how pathetic this podcast is. I mean, I was here to listen to the gang, and he got these three assholes joking about tongue punching some bra's fart box. <laughs> Dude got so, hot. So die, die, dog. That's how you do it. Uh, look, I'm doing it right now. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> Hopper, did you just say circle, circle, dot, dot? That's how you do it. It's, oh, uh, 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 uh. I just did it. Jesus. <sighs> All right. Doc. This year's, this is not the year we're going to get uh, more professional, is it, Mike? Uh, it's probably going to go the other way because our brother David DeVries, Unconvinced Ray, down south in Australia, he wants the filth. So why not bring it to filth? Is he, uh, is he paying for the filth? Uh, yeah, I mean he he's a patron, he so he's a, yeah. well. Then let's get dirty, motherfuckers. Yeah, all right, um, Hopper. Anything else before we get started? No, let's go. All right, so no shout outs this week as far as Patreon. No, shout-outs. no, I, I got some shout outs no. here to start this year. No, I mean no. Hold on, no Patreon shout outs this week because we recorded this. We're we're doing this pretty far in advance, so yeah. yeah. Just so you know, that's why. But yeah. Doc's yeah. got a. Doc's got. Well, a I, w- I want to take it old school as we enter our our. Another year. And a few weeks ago, I, uh, Jesus Christ, Mike, what's wrong with you? What? You sending out this, these ridiculous memes that. Is it with the black broad? Yeah. What an asshole. What an asshole. What? So, what? No, hold on. That, that was um longtime Patreon member, Michael Angel. Uh, Michael Angel on the Facebook group, he posted how lesbians be looking in the checkout line buying pads and it's a mug picture of mugshot of queen latifah and i think set it off oh that's who that is queen latifah that's i think her? that's queen latifah and set it off yeah the movie uh. set it off it's like 20 years old well speaking of old time patrons tonight in the spotlight <laughs> i'm gonna throw all the as many as i can shoot out from like hey man this is like years ago been with us forever um, I'm going to shout out some of our old school listeners that have been around since damn near year one, I guess. Uh, so spotlight members tonight, get the docaholic shout out. Let's give uh, Marty Howell. Is he still out there? Marty Howell. Yeah. All right, Marty. Uh, there's your, there's just a few seconds of fame for all these years of loyalty. Uh, uh, Snoop Thoggy Thog. How about him? Is he still floating around? Who? Snoop Doggy Thog. Oh, T Hog 94. Yes. He, he, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. He he, he wanted to. He sent, remember he sent me that picture of Dijak, and then he wanted to challenge me to wrestling trivia contest and all that shit back when I was working him left and right. No, I don't remember that. You're just trying to put yourself over. Uh, there's him, and let's give uh, Tim Tim Marecci, the uh, unofficial official researcher of the podcast. Yeah. He's still out there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, w- would you say Chris Sapita? Yes, sir. He's still out there. Okay, what about Armando Martinez? He's still out there, too. Living a dream, brother. Christ, what a lot of loyalty we engender from these folks. Oh, yeah. Uh, fake, fake Stan Lane? Oh, Fake Stan's still out there. The I.F. Gibson, Mullet of Morton, they all listen weekly. From Well, I, I shouted out the Mullet the other day. The Mullet and and, uh, and and Fritz are my two road dogs. Um, who else is a... a, a Jaworski. Javorski. What about... Oh, uh, God. Poor Javorski. Huh. What's about our guy from Zimbabwe? Remember him? Yeah. I ain't heard from Alan in years. Man, they had, a couple, the cools. they had a couple of regime changes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> You're an asshole, Hopper. I, I'm just, well, first of all, y'all's people like to smoke menthols. And second of all, he's in a perilous part of the world. When you're getting shot at by fucking revolutionaries and a cool would go down nice man <laughs> that's fucked up when you're drinking a <laughs> when you're drinking yak's blood you might want to have a refreshing cigarette yeah uh i'm, I'm not even you 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 now you're just being an asshole that's what about shit. remember aziz is he still around is he is he from africa too i don't know who you're talking about okay um who else is a long-time listener that would like me to say their so, name? So, long-time listeners, uh, you missed God Bold. Oh, you yeah, missed, yeah, yeah. You yeah, missed him. Um, um, Matt, and Matt, I won't say your PN News uh, out oh, there. Oh, God. Um, this this Bogota shit needs to – y'all need to stop, man. Y'all need the, to the settle Bo- down. The Bogota shit is, is ridiculous. It, it really is. It's, it's, like, it's like inside, 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 inside baseball. So I hope y'all are amusing yourself because I don't even know what the fuck's going on. But the anyway, Gibson, the I have Gibson is going to DM me and cut a promo on me because we're talking about him as fake Stan Lane and PN News and all those jackasses so, in Bogota. So basically, basically what we want is we want to issue the the statement is thank you for years of your of listening and we're going to keep it rolling into twenty twenty. We're going to keep it filthy. We're going to get Harper uh, even more ridiculous. He's going to have to go out and have some more adventures so he has more to talk about and uh let's get started dog uh i'm with you i'm with you all right so let's do that let me get hey, we're getting clo- hey, but let me just say this we're getting close to the clash are we not so if you are not a patron this is the year and i gotta tell you if you don't if you're not a patron you don't get to hear this clash review and they're usually pretty good yeah the next clash we're, we're recording it actually in a couple of days but It'll be up. A, in I've already decided days. to get drunk. Horny what? I've decided to get drunk. Okay. That should that be means- interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, because you'll be off of work, and you really are going to get blitzed for that one. This Jesus week. Christ. I'm going to make a – I'm going on a – I'm going on a morning beer run that day. That's nice. I might Dude, come I'm- with you. No, I got to work oh, in the morning. Damn it. I can't. The, the last time I, I went – and last year when I stocked up for this like two weeks off, I got up to the checkout line, Harper, and, and the little girl that was checking me out goes, So, are you having a big holiday party? 
And I was like, no, this is just all for me. I'm off of work for two weeks. And she goes, wow, that's a lot of drinking. How and much I did invite- you spend, Doc? Uh, I bought like four or five bottles of liquor and then like, I don't know. Let's see, 40, like three and a half cases of beer. There you go. Blitzed. Well, and some of those days you can't get blitzed because it's like driving to family and all that shit, you know. But if I was just sitting around the house doing nothing, I wouldn't be drinking. Fuck it. You know, sounds like a plan. Maybe I'll come over. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I, all right. We, uh, we, we've alerted the, gu- the guard out at the, the uh, little guard shack that your kind is not entirely welcome in our neighborhood. And with that said, we will get started on this week's episode of Saturday Night from September 3rd, 1988. As Doc said, we have a Clash of the Champions coming up. With that, you can only get it if you're a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Become a patron. There's 200 plus Patreon-only episodes up for you to listen to. We start the show off and we go to the arena where we see Brad Armstrong and Dusty versus Al Perez and Kevin Sullivan. And then we head to the studio with JR, Tony, and David Crockett. The we go straight to the first match. It's pretty quickly we go to this first match. It is the Fantastics who defeat George South and Keith Steinborn. Let me go to this because I want Harper and you to see something. I don't know why, but my main note was, God damn, George South has a lot of hair on his head. Bruh, um, I had the same note. I said mine was similar. I said George South's hair is, is dude, look how frizzy it is. Yeah. You don't get you- hair. Go ahead. Yeah. He must use fucking white rain or some cheap shit. Yeah, because that's just fried and frizzy, man. Yeah. Fried out. He hadn't been taking good care of it. He needs some mane and tail in that shit. You know? Yeah. You you had long hair back in the day, didn't you, Harper? No. No. Fuck no. Fuck no. Okay, well. I, I bet I bet he's got split ends like a motherfucker. Shit. He needs that shit trimmed up, shaped up, split ends cut off. It is unhealthy on top of his head. That is a true coon skin on his head yeah <laughs> i mean look at that it is it's a like, mess it's a dead squirrel on his head yep now i'll tell you this jr did a masterful job of getting uh george south over in this match like he's one win away from getting in the hunt he's you know all that so jr was great but yeah his hair was a disaster there now why didn't you have long hair back in the day harper is it because your dad would have whooped your ass I, mean, I was an ROTC in high school, so I couldn't have well, long hair. The well, shit that's... did we just get told? <laughs> well, that's why you keep listening after all these years. Is that you? That Harper is a endless source of new and interesting facts. Um, I'll send y'all a picture. Uh, My mom still has it sitting on the fucking mantle with me in the fucking Air Force uniform, and you know, looking like fucking Maverick from fucking Top Gun and shit. Okay, so this what time really... did you have to get up to march? We didn't fucking do that. What did you? <laughs> I, I I may not. I'm going to come clean. I may not exactly know what ROTC does. It was Reserve Officer Training Corps. I think is what it stood for. So what do you do? Sit around and yell, learn how to cuss out private? I mean, or? it was just another class where you would learn. Well, it was the Air Force. ROTC, so we would learn about jet propulsion, propeller propulsion, rockets, 
and how like rockets get launched into space at different satellites to Sputnik and how uh, rocket boosters launch uh, satellites into space and uh, shit like that. And uh, we, we, we would march. And you had to learn all the different things. You just ranks. said you didn't march. I said, what's We up, marched, dude? but, I mean, we didn't wake up in the morning like we were fucking, uh, fucking full metal jacket. Like, it'll, it'll be like they're in class. Like, all right, all right, it's time to go march. Now, did you choose to do this, or did you get, like, caught stealing something, and this was to stay out of juvie? No, because I wanted to. That was an elective. Yeah, it was an elective at yeah. my high school. Uh-huh. It was like this or P.E. So I picked this, and I and uh, yeah, make your, parents, your parents proud, right? Yeah, I used to like. I think it was every like Wednesday we used to have to put the uniform on, and I mean, fuck, that's how I learned how to tie a tie. Well, I still can't do that. Yeah. So, but I don't you wear tie a tie. Nah. You're but here's the thing: pathetic. What is wrong but, with you? There's only two places that I I wear a tie. Well, there's really only one now. A funeral and a wedding. Neither one of those. Maybe a funeral if I have to. Maybe. A wedding? No, because I'm not in any weddings. So if I'm just out there, no, 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 no. Job interview, dude. Yeah. I ain't been on one of those in years. So fuck it. <laughs> That's true, dude. I had to fill out the fucking job application for my new job. And I'm like, bro, how far back did he want me to go? How far back do you have to uh, put job experience for being a uh, fucking porn star in New Orleans? Jesus. How yeah. Harper's got Wildcat Sports on his on his resume. Yeah. I put well, that that's, a, that's a real job. He was on TV for Christ. I, I know, agree. Huh? I'm not saying he shouldn't. He could go, he could ask the the hiring manager, shit, I was on Good Morning New Orleans. What have you ever done? Yeah, you <laughs> dick. Here's my video resume. People on this. Here it is. Are you, are you finishing interviewing Hopper, or do you want to go not go to the next promo? Um. So what happens at the end of ROTC? Do they, like, start hard-selling you to, like, sign up? They don't really push it, but, I mean, it's... The recruiters get all over you because they come to the school. That sounds like they were pushing it. You're kind of all over the place here. Uh, but the good thing about it is if you plan on joining the military, when you join, you're not a pissant private. You're, you're, you're like a private first class because you're going through ROTC and you already know how to march, you, you how to salute, you know, the fucking ranks and everything. So, so, when you join, if 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 you join within, I think it, I think it was five years. If you join within five years, you go and rank higher. I I can't remember if it was a private first class or what, but you would go and rank higher. And but so why didn't why didn't you join? I because because I just didn't for fucking whatever reason. I mean that was the fucking plan. My plan was to get uh, a degree in. Uh, uh, criminal justice and, and then be a MP and then, and then once that was done uh, maybe get a job as a fucking a federal marshal or something but fucking needless to say nothing that happened <laughs> why are you bringing up hey you're an hey. asshole doc you're making this man spill his guts out to, no, no, no. to hundreds of thousands Don't... of people on this show 
Don't feel bad, man. Your fucking path to, to education was far faster than dickhead over here, Menace. Yeah, but he he sat there. He sat there like a fucking bird on a dick, keeping an associate's degree <laughs> for, for twenty years. Uh, some people don't even do that. Anyway, uh, okay. Well, that's that's nice. All right, can how we go can to we dust- only, How can we only be seven minutes through this episode? Jesus, get us moving, Mike. Yes, you. <laughs> I want y'all. To, I want y'all to pay attention to something. The main guy who's gonna say in oh. twenty minutes. He's. Oh, oh, here we go. I got a story for y'all. I oh. remember one time. Uh, way, way, fucking. I don't know. Uh, I thought this. There was uh, a one time we were. They had this shadow program at the Bell Chase uh, Navy base where. They would give us someone to follow around, and you would like a guy would be like an airplane mechanic, and you would follow him around, and he'll show you like on the F-15, you do this and all, and blah 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 blah. Well, it was one guy, you know, we get like these like visitor passes, right? And the guy we were with, he didn't have his fucking idea something to be on the fucking base, and he, and he was a fucking soldier. The guy belonged there. These fucking MPs pulled out the fucking M16s, made this motherfucker get on the ground and a whole fucking nine yards, bro. We're like 16-year-old fucking kids from fucking Grace King High School. Like, holy shit. Look at this. Look at this shit. <laughs> Bruh, they ain't fucking Great. it up. They was they fucking it all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Huh. Okay. And I once got it on uh, with a chick in the fucking airplane hangar during the fucking Bell Chase Navy Bay, uh, the fucking Blue Angels deal, the air show. Great. You made out with a chick in the airplane hangar. Yeah. Whoa. By the fucking, by the C-130s. Uh, made out is in, you know, tongue punched or fart box yeah. or... No, no, come on, man. Come on, dude. I got class. Oh, y'all gonna tell me to grow up. Let's go to Dusty Rhodes, because he certainly doesn't have class in this promo that we're about to play, as we are, again, yes, this is September 3rd, 1988, NWA Saturday Night. Boy, Dusty is something else here. Here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if the Democrats and Republicans were smart, they'd run this man for President of the United States. The American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Well, you know what, David? You know, coming out here talking about a dog collar about somebody putting dog collar around my, around my throat and dragging me around the ring. Gerhardt coming out here talking about Kevin Sullivan, how bad he is. All these people sitting out here in the audience right here know Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. And they know how bad I can be and how bad I can get. So, Gayhart, one message to you that if you bring it on, you put the dog collar around my throat. See if you can drag me around and beat me. If you can't, let's stop talking about it. Let's do it because I'm ready for it. And week in and week in, I come out. David, stroll over here just a little bit with me. Stroll over this way. All these nice people sitting over here, every week come out here talking about their magic dream. Then setting right back over here, up against the wall, right up here again. Ho, ho, ho. I want to talk about this fat lady sitting up against the wall. Come on. What the fuck? 
I come out here every week and I'm out here talking to you, brother, like I want to. And she's over there saying, Dustin Rose, you're nothing but a whale. <laughs> Well, darling, I have turned down uglier women than you before. <laughs> so the bottom line, don't, don't try to break my train of thought. Don't try to break the dream train of thought. The bottom line is, now that that's out of the way, it's Gary Hart, Kevin Sullivan, you little devil. If you want some of the American dream, you come out here and get this fat woman and come and jump on it, baby, because I'm here all night long taking care of business. Hold on. That's fucked up. <laughs> Hopper. Okay, your thoughts that on that. That was great, man. Big old fat lady gonna call me a well. I gotta watch that again. They needed Smoky Mountain's cameraman because he would have showed us that whale. Yeah, that's what I kept waiting to see this fucking fat broad. Right, because in Smoky Mountain, unfortunately, when Cornette called the audience members genetic defects they, <laughs> they panned over to corky that's nice life well, goes no on. and that would i mean look we we've done some file stuff on this show but if you ever go back and listen to that segment all three of us were like bro that's dirty we we were like even saying that's messed up so yeah, they needed the cameraman to pan over to the fat broad. Now, my question is, I wonder if it's that same fat broad that was out there that we made fun of last week or that y'all made fun of. No, because because he said she was sitting against the wall. And that oh, broad yeah. Was sitting up, she was in the front row. Well, that broad sitting in the front row was big enough to be sitting in the front row and against the wall. Come on. Okay, my bad. I shouldn't have said That's not right. That's messed up. Now, if she leaned against the back wall, the whole building might cave in, but that's a different story. Okay, yeah. Uh, Doc, your thoughts on Dusty right here? Holy crap, huh? I thought he was good, and I like the fact that the last couple of weeks now he's been engaging with Al Perez and all them. Let's get this on. Yeah, yeah. He he, he certainly has been. All right, anything else, Doc? No. Okay. Uh, where are we at? So we get a Sting promo, not going to play it. Although Sting does make a comment about the fat lady that Dusty is making fun of here. Did you catch that doc? No. Yeah, he did. He, 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 he even talked about the fat lady, which was like, come on, bro. Why would you do that? Anyway, I don't have anything else from it. Um, at the end, Corny runs in and he introduces the Midnight Express. The Midnight then lose uh, to Gary Hart and Mike Jackson. Yes, I said lose to, not Gary Hart, Gary Royal and Mike Jackson by DQ. It doesn't take long. And the reason they lose is, first off, Cornette is on the mic. He's filibustering because he always does that. He, he's going off on JJ. And I just want to say something. He's going off on JJ. But remember, JJ is actually an experienced wrestler and Corny is not. So take that for what it's worth, even though he's going off on him. Corny gets his team DQ'd because he just gets tired of things and he runs in there and he uses the racket and he whacks Mike Jackson and then Teddy Long, they throw him out the ring. And before you know it, uh, it's a DQ. The crowd, though, um, they are cheering throughout this thing. So it is, it is pretty damn amazing at the end of this thing. They are still on the Midnight Man, they, Express side. They, the Midnights come out hot. You get a, a wiggle from Stan. 
they they're they're about yeah there it is i was yeah. trying to find it so oh actually i'm gonna go back i want you to like okay so they get rid of teddy they just fling teddy that's just terrible and then what well, watch the wiggle from stan it's coming up in a second god stan's wiggle is just glorious here it comes doc <laughs> He's like a stripper dancing, man. All right, um, Pauper, any any thoughts on this? He's he's got a good little strut. You think he's still? You think he can still do that? Yes. I think Stan could be a dick dancer today if he wanted to. Look at that! All the way back and down with the racket on his back. Dude, he hit Mike Jackson good, man. He cracked he him. He sure did. Uh, but okay. Any any other thoughts, Doc? Man, I thought the Midnights had a nice response here. They're they're fired up. They responded. Yeah, so with that said, let's go now to the Cornette and the Midnight after their match. They're at the podium with David Crockett. They're going to cut a promo. Here it is. Everywhere and by whom the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette, United States Tag Team Champion. Looks like this brings out the best in you. Let me just freshen up Tully Blanchard on Anderson Jr. Let's just call him the Horseman. Let me freshen up the Horseman's memory just a little bit. You see, you jump on Bobby Eaton, you think that's going to do the job, intimidate, scare the Midnight Express, ah, oh, brother, because we don't intimidate by you punks or anybody else, because we've been doing the same thing you've been doing for years, and we know exactly what we are doing. We did it to Bobby Fulton, if you remember, we coughed him over here with a steel chair, he went to hospital with a concussion for a brain scan. We burned all the hide off Ronnie Garvin's face and scarred him for life and sent him to the hospital. And when you won the World Tag Team title, Tully and Arn, it was these men right here that smacked Robert Gibbs over here with a chair, separated Ricky Morton's shoulder, and sent him to the hospital so you could win the things in the first place. So you ain't got nothing on us. When we jump on somebody, they stay jumped. And brother, that's exactly where we're jumping to the four horsemen of professional wrestling, the almighty four horsemen that everybody thinks is invincible. And you can clap and you can scream if you want to, but just like I said before, you people out there in TV land, you don't know what you want, but we know what we want, and it's a world tag team title. And Arn Anderson, you said the Midnight Express are just like that dog that chases the Mercedes until one day the car taps them and knocks them in a ditch and they go back to what they're doing best, squatting on fire hydrants. Well, let me tell you something right now. The Midnight Express could do to the four horsemen what a dog does to a fire hydrant and it'd be the first time in their lives they ever looked or smelled like men, brother. All right, ladies and gentlemen, when the Midnight Express and the horsemen meet, you better be there. Listen, coming up next, you're going to have Jimmy Garvin against Mike Rotundo for the world television title. All right, Doc, what did you have from Corny and the Midnight? Well, that's a big match coming up after the break. That's two superstars getting after it for the TV title. But, man, Corny's out there cutting promos again. And you notice that today Stan Lane's not out there looking at ladies and shuffling papers. This is serious business, and they're treating it as such. Good point. Hopper, you got anything? Yeah. They, they, they're all fucking business. And fucking uh, Bobby's face healed. That's good. <laughs> he did. He did. Would you say he had a pepperoni on his cheek? Yeah. God. That was nice. Okay, so we'll keep moving. There is a big match coming up next. We're in the studio still, obviously. Mike Rotunda versus Jimmy Garvin, the NWA TV title match. God, they used to... 
actually have TV title matches pretty regularly, but for whatever reason, at least on the Saturday night show, we did not see a lot of TV title matches. Now, as I say that, I know Worldwide was out there. I, I haven't watched those in forever, so I can't tell you if Rotunda was on those every week, but that's neither here nor there. However, before the match can start, if you're watching on our Patreon video, before things get going, and Garvin, as Garvin's coming out to the ring, Sullivan aggressively grabs Precious and Garvin. Mm -hmm. And as Garvin goes to fight with Sullivan, Rotunda and Sullivan jump Garvin, and then Sullivan appears to break Garvin's leg with a foreign object. Let me rewind that back so you can see it. I thought this actually looked very good. I'm sure it didn't hurt at all. God, Sullivan pushes Precious to the ground. It's very aggressive. And then there's the brick he throws. Uh, another one. And crack on his leg. Oh, that, that, second, one, that second one didn't look gimmicked. Oh. So watch the second one again. Boing. <laughs> I think that's just wood, but it's hard to tell. But still, it looked. I will say this: this injury angle that they're doing with Jimmy Garvin right here. You know, he. It looked like they really messed up his leg, and that's that. So, Doc, your thoughts on? We don't get the match. We get that in. Then we get a look at this World War II gurney hopper that they're bringing yeah. up. And, you know, Jimmy Jimmy Cornette stole that to be the Smoky Mountain gurney seven years later. That's a great point because it might be the same one. We say that jokingly. Hopper, your thoughts on Jimmy Garvin getting his leg broken? I think you asked about him like two weeks ago or so. You're like, where I mean, been? they're still doing that shit. Doing what shit? I thought they moved on with fucking Precious and, and, and fucking Kevin Sullivan. So, uh, let's see. I think what we have coming up is Garvin's going to be, quote-unquote, out for a little while. And then I think Eddie Gilbert comes back and he's going to team with him or something. And they're going to do an angle with them two against... The Precious won't be involved in it, if I, if I remember correctly. It'll be up against, I think, Sullivan and... Um, there's some stuff that's going to, this is fine. This, this, this isn't bad what they're doing right here. I don't, I don't think, but I see your point. Cause you're saying, well, they had that feud and the whole thing with precious being in a trance and all that. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think precious is, they're not going to go to the point where precious is, is as involved though. So it's all right. I, I don't know. I remember this and it was fine. Doc, what did you think about how they did this? I thought that this was awesome. They, I mean, when Sullivan gets that fucking fast walking going down, man, you better watch your ass. <laughs> yeah, when he starts walking fast like that, something bad's going to happen. Man, you're going to get hit in the back of the head. That spike might come out. He just, it's unhinged, man. It's, it's rough. It's real out here in the streets, pal. Man, let me tell you something. And that second center block looked painful. Yeah, the way it wrapped around his leg, kind of, and just the... Boing. Boing. Yeah. Bruh, is that the fat broad he was talking about? Which one? Oh, my God. Go Hold on, I'll pause it in a second. Wait. Oh, no. Look what the yellow Her. shirt and blue jeans on, Hopper. But she's not sitting against the wall. What? Well, there ain't no fat brought up against the wall, and he was looking that well, we way. That's got to be her. 
Don't let facts get in the way of a good storm, guys. There's no fat broad on the wall, Hopper, and he was looking right over there. That's got to be her. That's a big broad. Dude, her leg, I mean, her legs are so big, you can't tell when it connects to her body. Come on. You happy with that? (laughs) That's fucked up. Is that how you want to be known in this world? No, I don't. That was mean. I'm sorry. That was mean. Now, here's the thing. He said he turned down uglier bitch or uglier bitches. (laughs) And then you're going to call her a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What? You're so wrong. Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Okay, Pop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Right. God. She fucking looks like Lauren ass from Stand By Me. Remember that? I, I do. That's terrible. Boom, baba, boom, baba, boom. <laughs> A fat lady puked in her purse. <laughs> I used to love that fucking movie. I haven't seen that in so long. I saw it last night. It, it, it was of on. course. <laughs> here, here, let me shoot. Let me shoot straight. <laughs> Go ahead, Doc. You, he, of course, he watched Stand by Me last night, but literally two hours ago, you got a text saying, "What episodes do I need to watch for tonight?" For rest. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's that's what's awesome about Hopper. <laughs> okay, Doc. Any other thoughts on what went down with um, Garvin and Rotunda, and then? I really hope they pay. They should really pay attention to trying to pay this off because they did it really well, and I'm interested. But you know how we do things around here. We'll yeah. see. Everything was airtight, brother. Airtight. No, nothing. Nothing's airtight except like flair. Everything was nailed down, brother. <laughs> everything, was, everything was nailed down, brother. We didn't slip on any of those angles. Mike Rotunda again. He was supposed to. Wrestle Garvin for the TV title, or they were supposed to wrestle each other with a shot at the title for Garvin. That didn't happen, so Rotunda is now taking on Bob Emery. So as we come back from commercial, Rotunda says, bring the number one contender out here to wrestle me. And Sullivan drags out Bob Emery, who isn't the number one contender, but whatever. So Sullivan claims we aren't cheating uh, Garvin out of a match, but that's exactly what they did when they jumped Jimmy Garvin and broke his leg. So that's that. Um... Dr. Death eventually, Rotunda does defeat Emery, and then after the match, Dr. Death comes out and attacks Rotunda to the cheers of the fans. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on how this went down? The pop, they pop for Dr. Death. Yeah. But that was pretty much it. Hopper, you got anything you want to add? Uh-uh. All right. We get a plug after this for the Clash number 3, Clash of the Champions, which is coming Wednesday, September 7th, 1988. And like we said at the beginning of the show, if you want access to that, you got to become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Uh, we get a then slow motion replay of Sullivan and Rotunda attacking Garvin, and I actually did not mind the replay. He looks great there, huh? You think he Doc? lost weight? Oh, I don't think he lost weight. I just, because this is how he actually looked a little bit more ripped he at has the more end of core. You see, you, you can see more of a six pack. If you go look at some 85 and 86 Mid-South, though, he's gets pretty ripped during that time. And Oh, really? Yeah, he looks good. 
UWF, early UWF, he looks real good. There's times where it's like, man, he's he's jacked. You can tell he's gassed up and jacked to the gills, man. Well, that's good. But he, he does look good here. Um, they do show a replay, Doc. I didn't mind it because when they show it in slow motion, it really looks like mm. Sullivan broke Garvin's leg. Do you agree? Yes. Um, that replay was pretty damn impressive um, with him breaking his leg. So, uh, all right. We'll go now to – hold on. Give me a second. Got to advance it. Ric Flair and Tony – Ric Flair, Tony, and JR. And here it is. Hold on. Flair, Flair is not in the studio, just by the way, too. I like that old school. I like that old school feel being in a locker room. World class used to do that a lot. Here it is. One thing will be settled in the ring, and many fans feel that what will be settled in the ring is a new world heavyweight champion, Lex Luger and Ric Flair. That battle rages on, and now there's talk about stipulations and special referees. Certainly are, of course, the thing. That match is so physical and it's so intense, and it's so much riding on it. And it's just it's so hard for a man to have to concentrate on several matches. It needs a big man with some, uh, with some physical abilities and a man that probably has to referee only one match on that card. That's what they're talking about, and here's what the Nature Boy had to say about it. Well, what have we got here now? You know, I get on a jet airplane in the morning, I sit down in a first-class seat, a good-looking woman brings me a cup of coffee, she says, Nature Boy, why is it everywhere you go, you're in constant demand? And I say, honey, because I'm the world's heavyweight champion. Now, for a lot of you people out there, that's a real hard nut to swallow. A lot of you don't like that. You don't like the prestige that I have in life. You don't like the notoriety. You detest the fact that I got more cars than most of you have friends. I got a big house on the big side of town. I got life pretty much the way I want it. You understand that? You know why? Because <laughs> I'm the champ. <laughs> I'm the world's heavyweight wrestling champion. Dale Murphy, right? A local hero in Atlanta, Georgia. He's a big deal, but he's not the champ. <laughs> you understand that? Huh? Herschel Walker, for all you black folks out there, he's a real <clears throat> big dude, but he's not the champ. <laughs> Ric Flair's the champ. Understand? Me and Lex Luger, you, Ted Turner, Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Koloff, Ricky Martin, Steve Williams, all of you, take a look at it. Learn to love it because it's the role model for you. I'm the champ. <laughs> That's the bottom line in this sport of sports. I'm the champ. Custom made, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, and Luger. Wherever this match takes place, God only knows, you've got to beat the champ. Ha <laughs> ha. Woo. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Doc, your thoughts. What about, so you, were you a big Herschel Walker fan, Mike? I should ask you that. He was, that This is the year he was with the Cowboys, right? You uh, asked you that because you're black. Yeah. He played for Georgia. Why would I be a Herschel Walker fan? Because you're black. Did you not listen to the promo? Yeah. Why are you making this a race issue? Uh. Because Flair did. Right. Well, you ain't Flair. Uh, around here I am. 
So stop being an <laughs> asshole about stuff. Uh, that was great. Oh yeah, it was good. He used racism. Everybody loves that. Well, I don't know about that, but okay. Well, no, the use of it and heel work in 1988. I don't even that's... see how that's racist, though. I mean, he said he's a real big dude. He's not, but he's not the champ. Could he do it today? Could he have said that today? Fuck no. There you go. <laughs> that's like saying for the for the black folks, uh, you know, Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'm I'm not sure if he could get away with that today You may be okay. on something Yeah Hopper did you have any thoughts on He, al- he also talked about He also talked about People It being a hard nut For people to swallow That's nice <laughs> You know what he was saying When he said that He <laughs> probably like Hey y'all watch this Watch this Watch what I'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> Friday night, when you go out for your date, Harper, you ought to ask your girl at the end, was that a hard nut to swallow? That's nice. <laughs> she go, what? Oh, man. I hope Harper, I hope Harper marries this broad. I really do. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sorry. God. I want an invite to the wedding to see this shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, Barry Windham defeats the Italian Stallion in the next match. Doc, you got anything from it? It's all right. I mean, I uh, mean the last time we saw the, the Italian Stallion, he won with, with uh, Kendall. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a little bit better than your average, you know, cruel connection match. Mr. Kendall. Remember that song, Mike? Mr. Wendell. Mr. Wendell. Mr. Wendell, not Kendall, asshole. Tennessee, 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 take me to another place. Yeah. I, um. Let yeah. me understand your plan. I'm gonna get some heat Look, from 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 the fans. Mike was probably I'll, wearing a Mike was wearing a fucking eight ball jacket. Listen to that shit, 1993. <laughs> 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 that was more around 96 ish, 97, I believe, Hopper. But let me tell you something. I was not. I did not. I was not an Arrested Development fan. That's who that is. For those who don't know, but did you have an eight ball jacket with the African thing? No, fucking neck. You're an asshole, man. You what? are. You, you're. You, you know what I'm talking about. I hope you go to hell. You are. For what? You are so wrong with the stuff you're saying right now. I can't even find it. You, you fucking want to have one of them fucking eight ball jackets. No, I did not want and have an eight ball jacket, okay? You could dress like Martin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're so crazy. <laughs> Let us go now to Barry Windham and J.J. Dillon, who are out here to cut a promo hey, after Barry on, defeats Italian on. Stallion. What? Hold on. Dude, they put out that record in 1992. Yeah, oh, it was 92? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, no, you're right. Now that I think about it more, God, I felt later, but you're right. They I was stopped, in high school. Their last record in that run was a '94. They were done. They'd already done the big album, and then an unplugged record, and then some album called "Man, I'm gonna get in trouble." With the NAACP Don't. for saying this. Zing, Zingala Maduni. Maduni. Zingala Maduni. I think it means Badusi. Never name your album something the average person can't fucking pronounce. 
How come that's, no one's gonna, that's, gonna, that's gonna, key that's key uh, entertainment advice. Yeah, I mean about. you think someone's gonna fuck a record label like but why don't we pick something that, you know, people can say. So when they say, Yeah, did you get the new album? Now what's it called? I don't know, Sukakatika or whatever. Well, the first record that was big was called Three Years, Five Months, and Two Days in the Life of. You ever hear about that Fiona Apple record that was like 40 words long? Oh, God, no. That's some fucking white white claw shit. Yeah. <laughs> you should go read about that tonight on Wikipedia. No. Uh, some white claw shit? Okay. That's a no. white claw shit, bro. I'm going to go read the Bullet Boys entry in Wikipedia tonight just for fun. That's... that's uh, Stuff Becky uh, dropped out of Delgado nursing school white claw shit. Mm. <laughs> All right, can we go now to Barry and JJ Doc? Let's go. Let's go, man. I'm ready. They say the four horsemen rule wrestling. Well, they do. They rule it the same way Kevin Sullivan does by jumping people from behind. You know, first of all, I did not win this championship by jumping anybody from behind. Now, you know me a little better than that, and I cannot believe that came from your mouth. Now, Sting comes out here talking about how I have always dwelled in someone else's shadow. It's true, my father taught me a lot. It's true, Dusty Rhodes taught me a lot. But I got where I am today on my own. I have come into my own. Let me tell you something, Sting. I've got more time taping up in the dressing room than you have ring time. So let me tell you what. When you get ready for any match with me, you had better make sure you got your boots laced extra tight and you're taped up extra good because I'm going to bring you the match that you never expected of me because you simply don't have the experience to judge anybody. What I'm going to do is bring a match to you and prove to you why I am the United States Heavyweight Champion and will be for as long as I care to be. Sting, you tried it with the World Heavyweight Champion. You came up short. The United States Heavyweight Championship is something that you will not take. I am the best at what I do. I am the master ring technician, and when it comes to brawling, I can do it better than anybody else. So you keep that in mind, and you lay in bed at night, stare at the ceiling, and think about that while you're howling at yourself and beating on your chest. All right. Barry is so damn good in mm -hmm. this role. That was good shit, man. I, I got, got more experience. Yeah. What the right. fuck does he say? We're bumping into each other here to get that shit out. I got more time <laughs> taping up my wrist than you have ring time. I like that. Yeah. Man. I, I, what do you say? To, what do you What do you say to that? That's one it's, of them self-explanatory things. He is telling the truth. Not a lie in that. Just uh -uh. matter of fact, dropping just facts on Sting and. Keep beating your chest, pal. That don't win matches. I, I, fuck. Cool. God, man, I felt that in my soul. That's just really good stuff from Barry right there. Doc, you got anything else? That was good stuff from Barry right there. Yeah. All right, Ron Simmons defeats Joe Cruz. Haven't seen Ron Simmons in a while. The Spam Slam winner of the week is the Road Warriors yet again. They keep showing mm -hmm. the same thing. David Crockett and JR then talk to Ron Simmons I like how Ron in this promo says hello to the people and how glad he is to be back. And then he goes on a PSA about steroid abuse and to not take steroids. And it was like this was the just say no campaign for David, for not David, for Crockett Promotions at this point. Doc, what thoughts did you have of it? 
Who was it again? Simmons. I kept thinking the whole time through, I'm ready for Doom to get here. I'm not. I mean, I'll take Doom. But, I mean, Ron Simmons is so tough. He can drive through a uh, a, a fucking bridal shower of fucking white girls with a bucket of white claw and come out unscathed. <laughs> I see I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> come fire me, bitch. That's funny. You can't fire us, man. Yeah, we're not employed. <laughs> you want to repeat? Fire me! I'm already yeah. fired. You want to <laughs> repeat? Opera, you want to repeat that so it sinks into all the wonderful people? As Ricky Morton always would say, all these nice people out there. You want you want to repeat that so all the nice people out there can hear it and let it sink in. He's so tough, he can ride a moped through a bridal shower of fucking white bras with a bucket of white claw and come out unscathed. That's how tough Ron Simmons is. <laughs> he thought long and hard for that one, and he can't wait to try to get that one through on Wildcat TV. <laughs> the station director would call Luke. Oh, we can't release this week's episode. Oh, um, uh, yeah. we got white girls complaining. Um, um, we got a guy named uh, Hardbody Harper on here, and he uh, we were just listening to the to the to the show, and that's supposed to go up this Friday. And he talks about uh, some black man driving through a uh, bridal shower of white broads with a bucket or pack pack uh, or jack uh, backpack full of white claws. I don't think that's cultural appropriate for this station, Mister Hawks. We had sixteen girls named Caitlin call in to complain. <laughs> <laughs> We had three uh three girls named Becky, three Melissa's and sixteen Caitlin's. And sixteen Caitlin's spelled sixteen spelled six they were spelled sixteen different ways. Wow. And no lies three, detected on that one. And we had thirty dental assistants called in. <laughs> but we're still trying to pay off their fucking two thousand and five Honda Civic and they're pissed. <laughs> with the lashes on the on the, the lashes headlights. on the fucking headlights. Harper has to come back on the next week. I'm sorry that I made insensitive comments. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ricky Morton and now Doctor Death. After a couple of weeks of talking about Nikita, are now Jesus tag teaming. Christ, this is a fucking joke, bro. This is terrible. This is terrible. Where is Robert? <laughs> I told you I thought he was hurt or something. I don't remember. Well, it say that. I think he wandered <laughs> off chasing that eye. Yeah, maybe his eye fucking got. got he got wandering around. He got lost. He got lost, Hopper, when they were doing the training video with the Armstrongs in Cornette's backyard <laughs> in the jungle, and his eye started wandering, and he just got lost. Yeah, that's what oh. happened. I mean, I, how come no one's asking? I, but let me tell you something. I know why they. I know why they transitioned to Doctor Death here, and it's got to do with something that's going to happen with Ivan and Nikita. I know. That, I know that's why Nikita is not in this tag match. But I don't want to say anymore because I'm going to give it away. Yeah, because he goes face right. Doesn't Ivan go face that he pieces out? Something like that. And we're going to get to that on the clash that we're doing in two days, Doc. Um. But yeah, that that's you're you're in the right ballpark. So I I think that's why all of a sudden out of the blue we see Ricky and Doctor Death tagging, which literally came out of nowhere. But you know, 
at the time we were kids and we didn't think nothing of it. Uh, Crockett, after this match in Morton, Dr. Death win, Crockett gives us an update on Jimmy Garvin. He says Garvin has been taken to the hospital and his leg is broken, according to him. And Precious is hanging there. She's fine, even though Sullivan really pushed her to the ground and abused the woman. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, we go to another promo. It's Jr. and Tony. They throw it to a promo from Lex Luger, who was responding to Flair. Not going to play it. Luger basically says he wants a match with Flair, but he wants it fair, and he has a stipulation, and that th- that's there is a referee that can physically handle the demand of referee and two big guys. Stay tuned because the non-talking, non-promo moron that they bring in for this kills the hard-on uh, for this special referee. And, Harper, I'll ask you when we're done. I am hoping and praying that you can do the clash so you can just cut a promo on this guy. It's just terrible, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, Doc, did you have any thoughts from J.R. and Tony and Luger? Nah. All right. There was nothing really there other than that. Ivan Koloff is back, and he and the Russian assassin defeat J.C. Wilde and Terry Jones. Doc, anything? No. No, but we, no, no. What are you about to say? Nothing. He's about to speak on it. Um, let me get to it, because he's actually very, very good here. I'm I'm trying to go to Ivan's part. Wait, wait, Ivan can cut promos? Gee, I wonder why we haven't had him do that. Let me let me go. Ivan's about to start talking. So here here's the thing. This is Paul Jones who's rap yet rattling for a while, and Ivan and Russian Assassin who obviously who obviously doesn't talk. But just listen to Ivan's promo here. Um, leading into the clash and just kind of everything that's going on. Here it is. I am the man you think I am. I'm going to take Ricky Martin in that chain match. And you know I made it a little easy for Ivan because he's a master of the chain match. So I would hate to be in Ricky Martin's shoes. And Ricky Martin, this man here, has been working out and training for two weeks. And Ivan, I am so proud of you because I know by putting a little force on you, you're going to get the job done, and you're going to make Powers of Pain very happy. You can count on that, Paul Jones. Everybody know that in my country, Soviet Union, the professional sport is not allowed. That's why I take extreme pleasure in coming to this country with special permission to represent my country in professional wrestling here. And I have always prided myself in doing 100%. Ever since I was a little boy, I can remember my father saying to me, Ivan, it is most important that you have pride in yourself and your accomplishments. And I have always, always endeavored to do this. And I believe that I have, Paul Jones, because my record proves it. All the individual competition successes that I have had in past, they cannot be questioned. All the tag team success that I have had in past cannot be questioned. But yet you still, in past weeks, have questioned whether or not I am still my old self, as good as I have always been. And that hurts me, Paul Jones. I don't think that I should have to answer to anyone. And now you take it upon yourself to go and put special challenge against this Ricky Morton. In chain match. Well, this will be ultimate test. And I welcome it. Because it will prove to everyone that I am still as great as ever. Not only to myself, to my country, but to my father also. Paul George, you can count on it. This Ricky Morton 
without question is an ultimate test because his record stands for itself also. Individually and tag team. He is loved by all Americans. I will put him down and make an example of him. All right. All right. There it is. From Ivan Kolov, we come back to the World Tag Team Championship. Look, I know this whole Paul Jones, Russian assassin thing ain't been our favorite, but that was a hell of a promo, Doc. He should have just said, motherfucker, I beat Bruno. What did you ever do? Don't question me. I'm down with it. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Oh, you, got any, you got any other thoughts? Well, it was that good, was... man. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah. So we go from that to Arn and Tully. They defeat Trent Knight and Tommy Angel. They defeat them very, very, very quickly. Uh, Doc, any thoughts? Dominant. Very, very dominant. Very dominant. Uh, so, tell you what. Let's just go to their promo right now. Arn and Tully and JJ, they're out there. About to have some church again. Really beginning to a much less a physical war, but a verbal war. But he was really attacking you out here earlier on the program. I heard his comments that Jim Cornette is very, very quick-witted. But in my opinion, I think this reject from the comedy store has peaked because he has taken a great team, which may or may not have become United States champions without Jim Cornette. But the fact remains that he does manage the United States champions. But I think that's as high as he's ever going to go. And he's made reference to my years. Maybe Jim Cornette will be lucky to live as long as I have. Because with age, Mr. Cornette, comes wisdom. Now, I've had over my illustrious career over 3,000 and some matches. And I've faced some awful, double tough people in my career. Jim Cornette, the biggest battle that you ever fought in your life was with halitosis and from the smell of your breath. Yeah, lost that one too. Let's talk about the fact that Jim Cornette's mama lived in a little duplex and saved her money. Let's talk about the fact that Jim Cornette drives a cougar, lives in an apartment somewhere on the other side of the tracks and saves his money. That gives Jim Cornette a huge bank account. Big bucks in the bank don't necessarily give you clout. Dusty Rhodes has got clout. Ric Flair has got clout. Lex Luger, Sting, Dr. Death, the Four Horsemen have clout. By being clout, what I mean is when we walk in a restaurant, if there's a line 200 feet long, somebody like the maitre d' looks to the back and everybody's going, there's the Four Horsemen, and they shuttle Janice to the front. That's clout. When you get clout, that means you're the best on God's earth that you can possibly be. So, Jim Cornette, your mama's money, your mismatched suits, any type of lawyers you want to throw at the Four Horsemen and Stan Lane snaking it, Bobby Eaton with those pink long drawers, don't make anything to do with what we're doing. We're talking professional wrestling. We're talking world tag team champions. Nothing fancy about us. What's fancy about this? Nothing. If you want to be a champion in this sport, if you want to be tag team technicians, you beat the four horsemen. Because where the finest there is, nothing fancy, but we get the job done. Bottom line. All right, the World Tag Team Champions fans. Yes, sir. And more coming up right after this timeout. How the hell did they not pay this man his money and let him leave? This is... Like because one of the he, he biggest tragedies so in wrestling history. He would, he would leave. That's right. God. He tried to say treated Bobby Abear. And he's and... like, fuck you, I'm going to Atlanta. Bro, we what? can't compete. We, the, the, the Bobby Abear is not a fly on a pimple on Arn Anderson's ass. 
There you go. But what I'm saying is, they thought he was he would never leave. Yeah. Oh, and he yeah. said, "Peace out." Yeah, they thought okay. oh, he's just a coon ass. He, he's hey. a guy, and he loves fucking <laughs> New Orleans. He ain't leaving. And at least said, "Bye, bitch. Go to Atlanta to pay me more." And that's what fucking Arn did. He's not going anywhere. Wrong. Wrong. And I love how he says he he drove a cougar. And if you listen to uh, Cornette, he said back then he he, he drove a Thunderbird. So that 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 that's probably what he was thinking. Uh, yeah, I, he he has said that. I just caught it as soon when you said it. He also said there ain't nothing flashy about what we do except being champs. Come that's on. right, baby. It's called and, having clout, motherfucker. That's right. It is. Anything else, Doc? No, that was awesome. Pass the freaking collection plate around. That's all I got to say. Yep. Al Perez defeats Rick Allen next. They join the match in progress after the commercial. And then we got one more promo. Here it is. Gary Hart and Al Perez. Let's hear what Gary's got to say. He's got some stuff he got to say about a dog collar. Ladies and gentlemen here in the Superstation, Gary, right, you've got the dog collar here with us. And we know you've got something to say to Dusty Rhodes. Let's get to that. Let me tell you, Dusty, you said you can't wait for it to happen, right? You ain't the only one. You saw what took place here today. You know how serious Kevin Sullivan, myself, Perez, and Dylan are about ending your career. When Kevin Sullivan picked up that cement block and drove it down on Jimmy Garvin's leg, that should tell you something. You talk about you going to drag Kevin Sullivan around like a little bitty doggy and what you're going to do to him. Well, let me tell you something, American Dream. The time has come for you to find out what the raft of Gary Hart really is. It's time for you to find out that flesh can be rendered from the bone with a dog collar. You say you're ready. Well, God knows I hope you are because there ain't nothing you can do now to stop it. You know a long time it takes for karma to reach you, brother. But when karma reaches you and karma in a chain across your back across your head into your gut and into your ribs you think that what happened to Garvin today was unhumane you think it was barbaric it ain't nothing what I got in store for you American dream we'll find out real soon now won't we all right gary thank you very much dusty Rhodes. it's going to be tough now ladies and gentlemen we just have a few seconds here left and we're going to get david crockett's coming here very quick what we need to show the fans is exactly what they, they're about to show uh garvin getting his leg broken one more time so with that said doc we're at the end of this thing we need to rate this give some rolex out uh, last week i went first on rolex this week you go first give out your rolex and I think it's got to be Arn Anderson. I think I agree with you. What about you, Hopper? Yeah, it's got to be Arn. I think so. I think so, definitely. Okay, so all of us giving it to Arn. Uh, I'm going to rate it. I'm going to give this thing an A. I loved it. I enjoyed it. We got Arn. We got some Rick. A. Last week was A+. plus. This week's an A. Good stuff this week. Doc, what about you? Well, it was an hour, right? Yep. Yeah. A plus. <laughs> Hopper, what about you? 
No, no, it was, it's not. It's not an A plus. I gave it at last week's an A. It's a little bit step down. You came a step down. I'll go a step down. Give me an A minus. I'll give it a B. Whoa, wow. B. Somebody hates wrestling. No, it's just I don't know. It was an hour long. Whatever. Whatever right, B. Well. Fuck it. Fuck I'm it, dude. Well, it's twenty. It's twenty. It's twenty twenty, man. Fuck it. I tell yeah. you what's not a B. What's not a B is our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash BTT. If you want that Clash of the Champions number three that's coming out in a few days, you're going to need to get a Patreon subscription at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Join it. You get access to the previous Clashes and the Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views that haven't been up on our free feed. So we'd appreciate it. Thank you very much. If you've already joined... Thank you. Remember, we cut this episode a few weeks in advance, so if you signed up within the last two weeks or so, that's why you haven't gotten a shout-out yet. Other than that, uh, please sign up, and we would appreciate it. One other thing, because I think Doc got out of here, use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. a great way to support this show on an ongoing basis without spending anything extra. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. That is a fantastic way to support us. Uh... Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it every time they use Amazon. Hopper, uh, we are into January. Do you have a, a date for Wildcat uh, coming up this year or nothing's been announced no. yet for January? Nothing? No. Uh-uh. Okay. I was curious. I wasn't sure if anything had been announced yet. So, okay, cool. So, as soon as we know more what's going on with Wildcat in the new year, we will definitely shout it out, mention it. And also, I know everyone keeps asking me about X-Rated. Trust me, I will let you know as soon as I know uh, Harper and I will, will definitely get the word out on X-Rated. Uh, one other thing, check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett every single Monday. They do classic and current stuff. And also check out our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Those shows support us, so please support them. And that's all we got. Harper, anything else before we get out of here? I know you got to get to work. Nope, let's roll. All right, Hopper, hit the tagline for me. Take us home. Fuck you, bitch.
Before we get out of here, a big shout out to all of our patrons out there. Thank you for supporting this show. It means the world to us. It helped make 2019 a great year. We picked up a lot of new Patreon members. So I want to thank you for supporting us. It's a lot of work that goes into this. Harper, Doc, and I, we bust our butts. And thank you for becoming Patreon members. I can't say it enough. We appreciate it. Also, shout out to our Hall of Fame Patreon members, Kango Fett, Don Dippinett, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life on Twitter, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Suazo, Christopher Champer, Will Hartke, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunyfen, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, Laron Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at G.A. Russell Nutt on Twitter. Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. Half Pints Point. It's going to be all right, Half Pint. Simmer down, have some Jack, and uh, keep doing what you do, bud. I love you. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky e. Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean, who's at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, at Ryan and Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, SV Padgham, Bill Sousa, Big Rich, Allen, at Spyboy Sports Cap on Twitter, R.E. Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Codeman822, Marty Howell, T Hog94, and God Bold Unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame Patreon members. And before we get out of here, I do have to give, as always, a special shout out to the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis, who just signed another contract with ROH. So uh, Kingpin slash Brawler Brian Malonis, congrats on uh, re-signing with ROH and keep doing what you're doing with the Bruiser. And uh, check out his show with Mike Crockett, the wrestling podcast about nothing. They talk classic and current stuff. It's a good show. The guys support us, so please support them. Really, really good dudes doing good things, and I'm proud of all their growth this year. And also check out our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Good guys, do good work, really, really, really helpful to us, so please support them. They also support us. And then lastly... Shout out to my boy Mike Prue and JV from the Bottom Line Wrestling cast doing their thing. I think they're nearing the end of the series of Stone Cold Steve Austin's career uh, from, I don't want to say start to finish, but, you know, in, in world class and then mostly, obviously, WWE. They're going month by month on a weekly basis. I believe they're almost done. Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. But also... So check that show out and then also check out their ECW extreme cast that they do on our Patreon feed. So Patreon members out there, there's an ECW show that they do kind of watch along style and it's fun. I think Mike and JV do a good job and I'm proud of what they're doing over there with that show. So check them out. Good dudes, uh, solid, professional, uh, more professional than Doc Harper and I. But anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's show. As usual, thank you for everything you do for the show as Patreon members. And if you're not a patron, please become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. A lot goes into this. And for everyone out there who's become a patron or if you're considering becoming one, we appreciate it. Thank you very much for Mike and Doc and Hopper who are not here. I'm here, but they're not. You know what we always say when we get out of here? 
Book it, bitch.